Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Some of you guys know I recently moved from LA to New York and so I got a new job and with that comes new health insurance and so I've been struggling the past few weeks now that I'm in a new city. It's time to get BetterHelp. BetterHelp is therapy on your schedule. It's an online website where you can go right now to start communicating with a counselor. So go to betterhelp.com and start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash believe, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. There's a special offer for our Bachelor Blab listeners to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash believe. Remember, believe, B-L-E-A-V. Okay, hello, hello, and welcome to Bachelor Blab. We are back, Jackie Maroney, Aaron McNaught. Back at it again. That's what they call her daddy girls do, so we shouldn't do that. No, we can't still. Or it's like, back at it again. So shout out to you guys, but I'll probably cut that out. Yeah, you probably um, should, because I don't need to be sued for copyright infringement. You're right, you're right. Um, so we're back, and it is episode three of The Bachelor. I don't know, I haven't talked to you yet about what, you, what your thoughts are, but overall, I thought this episode was incredibly boring. Yeah, I thought the same exact thing, and every single person that I talked to about it agreed. Mm-hmm. I was just waiting for it to end. Yeah, I like was not very entertained. I do have a fun fact to share about how I watched this week's episode. So in the city, there was some like bachelor viewing party at a restaurant, so I made my brother Randy go to this with me. So we went to this restaurant where they were showing The Bachelor, but it's not what I expected it to be I mean shout out it was called the restaurant was called Malibu Farm it was a very good restaurant and the viewing party I guess was a good way to view it but I kind of pitched it to Randy my brother who is like not someone who watches The Bachelor he's like a total like guys guy like sports person I was like no you don't get it people get really into it it'll be like super exciting like we're gonna be at a bar and drinking and then we get there so I think Randy thought it was gonna be like watching a playoff game or like watching the Super Bowl and like everyone's like up and cheering and things like that and it was not that it was very much sitting very intimately at a table like in silence while The Bachelor played it. Not a Pretty playoff interesting. Game. Uh, it was definitely not a playoff game. Spoiler alert. We both got like a little more drunk than we intended to at this event because we just kept ordering glasses of wine. So by the end of it, my, I, I went through after the fact and corrected my notes and kind of did some more research and filled in the holes. But by the end of it, I'm like, wait, what is happening? Why does everyone hate Alea? Oh my God. Oh my God, McKenna. Oh my God, no. Because McKenna almost got sent home. And so towards the end, my notes got a little incoherent. But overall... Interesting way to watch The Bachelor. Honestly, as towards the end, the episode got a little more incoherent too. So I think that just mimics what we saw on the screen. Oh, wow. It's so meta. All right, so let's just get right into it. Let's Um, do it. Your girl, Victoria P., finally got the one-on-one. Wait, no, we can't even move up to the the one-on-one because the opening scene, everyone's still talking about champagne. I know you don't want to talk about champagne anymore, (laughs) but we cannot skip over it because everyone was crying and then Hannah Ann is all I would not steal champagne which 
like I would like I'm okay with people <laughs> thinking that my reputation is like I will take your champagne right like if there's something that I'm going to steal it's gonna be it's champagne. gonna be the champagne like that seems like give it to me of all the things you could steal from a person that's, that's like, like a pretty innocent thing to steal that's like sh- that is what's confused me about the whole thing is that she really is acting like she said the worst possible thing about her well that's what was funny is people were saying online that Hannah Ann was very specific to say I'm not a champagne stealer I'm not a champagne <laughs> stealer as opposed to just saying I don't steal things in general I'm not a thief it right. was like no, no 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 I could I steal some things I just don't steal champagne which well, is like for me it's the opposite I don't really I wouldn't steal your money out of your wallet but, but I'll I take would champagne. steal your champagne yeah. yeah she also she should steal a dictionary because Finasco. Yeah, we I had, had to say We it. had a lot of those. These. We'll get to the um, other one but Finasco <laughs> I had to rewind and listen again because I was like did she just say Finasco? Is it me? It's not me. It's her. No, it wasn't you. It was her. That one I felt was more forgivable than the lingery. Lingery? Yeah, lingery was pretty bad. <laughs> that was lingery really sounds bad. like a cookie. You know, sometimes people just like, you're talking, you just like slip up no, the tongue. No, that is the situation where that girl grew up only ever reading that word thinking that that's how the word was pronounced and has never had an adult conversation where she had to use the word. Oh, for, for lingering. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, yes. I have, I can't think of an example right now. I have plenty of words like that where I finally, in an adult conversation, said the word and someone was like, what? That's not. Mine was, my big you know one yours? was irregardless because that's what Gretchen Wiener says in Mean Girls where she's like, irregardless. Is irregardless not a word? <laughs> no. Oh, see? Oh, no. it's, it's regardless. It's not irregardless. But irregardless, that's is, a word. I'm going to Google it, but I don't think it is. Let us know. DM us. Is irregardless a word? What words do you say wrong that your whole life you thought were right? Ir- okay, so I just Googled irregardless, and the definition is regardless. <laughs> so, so maybe you can add the Irregardless is a word sometimes used in place of regardless or irrespective, which has caused controversy since the early 20th century. So it's controversial. Controversial. Controversial? Controversial, yes. All right. So uh, attention girls in The Bachelor, we can't say words either. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying. That was the point I was trying to make about Hannah. The lingering thing is like, oh, no, you actually did not know what that was called. No. The finasco thing, I'm a little. She was mid-tears. Yeah, you're mid-tears. You've been drinking. Like, I feel like Hannah Ann knows that, like, fiasco is a real world, a real word. That's what I say. But I don't think, what was that girl's name? Kiara? I don't Kira. think, yeah. I don't think she knows that. I don't think she, well, she knows it now. It ain't yes. lingering. I'm sure where she knows now. I'm sure many people have told her. And then Kelsey eventually comes out and says she doesn't really like champagne. I know, that was very LOL to me. Which is a bold-faced lie, because one, who doesn't like champagne? And two, man, we don't cry over things we don't like. That's true. Well, or, and if you do cry over things you don't like, stop that. Save your tears I think for there the was real there was the champagne was symbolic of that's, a moment with Peter. So that's where I think the tears might have been coming from if it wasn't actually that bubbly tartness that she was missing out on. That because I must say I'm not a huge champagne person. Like if someone gave it to me, I would drink it. But it's like not my drink of choice by any means. It's like way down the, the list. See, I like really get into the idea of drinking champagne, but I think a lot of it is just I like the idea. Of right, drinking it's very champagne. nice in theory, but in practice, the bubbles give me a stomachache. 
See, but you put two drops of orange juice in there, and I, I can drink that for the rest of my life. Sure, but now That's we're talking the only drink about I a different need. cocktail, Erin. That is a... I know, but the basis of that cocktail no, is champagne. <laughs> what do you guys think about champagne? Let us know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to stop doing that. No, I, I'm into it. <laughs> I, I just like, want people to send us messages. I feel like you've, we've gotten like this little burst of confidence where we're like, we have more ads. Corinne Olympios is on our show. We are famous. So now <laughs> we're like, write in the comments, guys, what do you think? And it's like, what comments? Yeah. What are you talking Jackie's about? mom, write in the comments. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally, Gina. Um, she will call me probably tomorrow and say, loved the shout out. Oh, good. I'm glad. She's our biggest fan. Um, all right, so then we go on to... And now we go on to Victoria P's one-on-one. Yeah! Yeah, how did you feel? Is she still your favorite? Yes, I wrote down, yes, that hair, those eyes, love her outfit, gorge. <laughs> that hair, those eyes. Like, do you want to date Victoria P? No, I was actually thinking about this, and I was like, is she, like, my t- like my girl type? And uh-huh. I don't think that she is, but I think that I aspire to be like her. I see she's that a girl, you. She's a girl crush that I'm not, like... Oh, I have like a crush on her. She's a girl crush where I'm like, I want to be you. Sure. No, I see that for you. Because she is gorge. Oh, she's and gorgeous. And she's very down to earth. And I really like mm-hmm. her style. So I just like, she's like my like icon of the season right now. For sure. I see that. I mean, I don't dislike her by any means, but she's definitely not my favorite because I don't find her particularly entertaining by any means. Like she's just this perfect girl and perfect fit. And yes. And honestly, a lot of people are saying if she doesn't get picked, like, she should be the Bachelorette. And oh, there it is right there. because she's yes. gorgeous. She has a career. Her she story. has a sob story. Oh, like, my God, yeah. This girl checks all the boxes. So yes. while I, I see objectively how she's a wonderful girl, watching her, though, does not do anything to me. Yeah, it's just I like, think okay, I just... It's Victoria P. Yeah. I, there were some things that were still problematic, though, about the date. I mean, mm-hmm. why was she carrying her own jacket around? You're literally... I didn't even notice that. You're li- I was so upset about this. You're being, because that's a problem that I have in life, that I hate having to carry a jacket around a bar. It's like the worst thing. Okay, but who's supposed to carry it? Well, for me, nobody, because (laughs) I don't have a camera crew following me around. Oh, valid point. I thought you said Peter should carry it. No, he doesn't need to carry her jacket. Can't a producer take this girl's coat? Yeah. First of all, she wasn't even wearing the sleeves. Like, it was like hanging on her shoulder, so it clearly wasn't cold enough that she needed. Just don't wear the jacket. That's how I feel. Right, and I think someone take point. it from her. Yes, a PA on the Bachelor set needs somebody. To be like, hey, can I? You don't need to carry that around. So basically, what I'm saying is, ABC, hire me. I'll carry her jacket. Okay, I think that would be a wonderful career for you. Put but me in there, coach. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to address the fact that this whole date, and and honestly, the following group date is so country esque. Yeah, we're is. still in the suburbs of Los Angeles, like in Westlake Village, and I didn't really understand especially the fact that peter seemed to be leading this this date being like oh yeah we're going line dancing it's like you're from california sir i don't understand clearly he loves to line dance but why (laughs) why why i don't know that really um bothered me what did you think about her story fine i literally said to randy as she said her her i'm not even gonna say as she said her story because it really is her story that is really her story. I was it like, just oh, happened I was to like, be and sad. that is the final four story right there. Like, I didn't think yeah. anything of it other than, like, of course you have a story, and that just got you into the final four, girl. Good for you. The one thing that, like, I that really stuck out to me was she tells this whole story, which I think really shows how strong she is as a person, mm-hmm. and I think it's really amazing how positive she is. 
because she seems so lovely. Yeah. And she came from all this hardship and all of that. But the big thing that she's focusing on with Peter is that he's showing her how she should be treated. And I'm just watching going, oh my God, do better men. For a girl like Victoria P, who has so much going for her, is obviously gorgeous, but not even, besides that, has a great personality, like really sweet person, clearly like a nice girl. Uh Uh-huh. You can't find a guy to treat you nicely? Oh, good God. I know. The fact that she felt that she didn't deserve someone as good as you. I'm like, actually, Peter does not deserve someone as good as you. Like, what are you talking about? Right, you, some man who is, obviously it's the show, but dating 20 other women who is nice to you for 10 minute intervals is the best you've ever been treated? It's really sad. It hurts my heart. I know. Because she is objectively, like, checks every single box. Yes. Gorgeous, smart, has an actual job, has this um, has this sad family story, but that has shaped her into a person who you could tell is like a good person to be in a relationship with because she's probably very caring and very nurturing and like yeah. is very supportive emotionally and it's just like wow. I know. There's, There's no hope for any of us if Victoria P can't I'm find a man to treat her decently. Like, oh my god. I know. It's really so sad. I'm a little concerned about the state of the world's I've always am, but now I'm even more concerned in yeah. that category. Um, so viewers, let us know. Are you treated like that? <laughs> Leave a comment down in the comments. Swipe up, subscribe. All right. Um, so then we go back to the house. Yes. And your I girl. Down, Kelsey, oh, I was going to say Kelsey and Hannah Ann showdown. What do you have before that? Oh, see, I skipped because the night portion, they went back to the house. I said back at the house. We can go back to the house. I mean, um... What to add about Kelsey there, and Well, I did say, yes, Kelsey, with the correct definition of bullying. And I yeah. thought you would appreciate I that. Did. Because when they finally sat down, Kelsey was like, okay, yeah, you call me a bully? And like, yeah, I said some mean things to you, but like, that's not what bullying is. So... Get over that's it. That's pretty strong. And even Randy, my brother, first time viewer of this... <laughs> uh, not Probably not first time viewer of The Bachelor in general, but definitely first time viewer of this season and not knowing any like backstory or any preconceived notions about the women was very very team hannah ann because he's like look this girl is clearly sorry he she wants would, to be he forgiven would be team hannah okay ann. but like why can't kelsey move on like you're hannah right Ann's like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm not a champagne stealer i didn't know it was yours and kelsey just keeps hitting it of like well i still don't like you and Randy was like, well, she clearly wants you to forgive her, so can't we just move on? Yeah, this is fair. Um, So I do think Kelsey's being a little petty in that. Like, she just keeps it going. She's like, I don't know. Yeah, my last words on Kelsey were, okay, Kelsey might be batshit, question mark. Yeah. (laughs) I know, and I had such high hopes for her. I did. I was like, (laughs) I I like this girl. And then I was like, why is this another episode that we're talking about the same thing? Right. It's the next morning, ladies. I feel like this is going to be a season-long feud until one of them gets eliminated, which is just, goes back to Randy's point of, like, Hannah Ann said she was sorry. She said she, total miscommunication. I didn't know it was yours. Didn't mean to do that. Why are we still fighting about it then? At Kelsey. I almost wonder if it would have been better if Hannah Ann had just been like, oh, oops, whatever. Drank your champagne and like what about her and, business? And, and didn't give into the bait and of the drama. The fire, yeah. yeah, that because I almost feel like Kelsey is now enjoying kind of because she clearly sees that Hannah Ann is actually upset is enjoying like hanging this over her head. Yeah. Whereas if you play it off as like I literally do not care, 
what is she going to do? Yell at you some more? Okay, get out of my space, please. Right. It's like, I apologize to you. What more do you want? I'm not going to grovel at... Like, that's the thing is, I think Kelsey's a little bit enjoying, like, the constant the grovel. groveling. And it's yes. like, at some point, it's like, you apologized. You said you had no bad intentions, to, no intentions to hurt you. Move along. Move along. Exactly. I acknowledge your feelings, and we're moving forward. And we're moving forward. We are moving forward, people. But that drama is quickly overshadowed by our new rivalry, <laughs> Sydney versus Alaya. I know. I was so wrong about this girl. You were wrong. I was so wrong. How do you feel now? I was so looking forward to asking Um, you. I mean, I don't... I would To remind that. everyone, in previous weeks, Jackie said Alaya was the one to watch. Well, she was the first one out the limo. That's normally a big deal. She is um, one to watch for sure. But I guess she's definitely one to watch, and I guess we don't know how much longer she'll be here because she clearly comes back. You think she's coming back for two seconds, and Peter will be like, no, I sent you home, actually. No, I think he's going to be the wishy-washy guy that he clearly is turning out to be. Yeah. And they made it look like in the preview that the girls get fed up and walk out. Which is what they Love need. That. I need these girls to unionize and say, we will not put up with your ex-girlfriend showing up anymore. Sir, have some balls. You send a girl home, stick by it. Right. And also, too, I can see, like, okay, Alea's a very pretty girl. You liked her. That's fine. And you sent her home and you regret it. But it's like, dude, that's not your wife. Like, no. I can tell you that's not your wife. So yeah. it's like, even though you probably liked her and had this not happened, you probably would have sent her home way later on in the season who cares you weren't gonna marry her like I I can tell you right then and there like well I can tell you after I had said she was one to watch after the her coming you can out of the tell first but now after these yeah. few episodes she's not your wife Peter you know she's not your wife so Just let it doesn't go. really matter when you send her home in the process what do we think about Alaya what are your thoughts What's your hot take? Well, so in my drunken state, in my notes, in my notes 1.0, before I revised my notes and was like, wait, what did I even just watch? I feel like I constantly was like, wait, why do we hate Alea now? What did Alea do that was wrong? Why do we hate Alea? Do you still feel that way? I kind of still feel that way. Because on one hand, is she super freaking fake and is clearly only on the show for Instagram opportunities? Yeah, but like aren't they all like what show are we watching people yeah that aspect of her doesn't even actually bother me because again like what show like what show is this obviously this is a girl who signed up to get instagram ads whatever like a for she's a former pageant girl she has all the check it all the boxes but the more she spoke the more annoyed i got with her like her whole thing of like well, I've, I've always been a title holder. I'm used to wearing crowns. It's just like, honey, yeah. do you know what that sounds like to regular folk? Like, Clearly maybe not. in your pageant world you can talk like that, but I don't even really think pageant girls would agree with that. Sure. You're She's making definitely... pageants look like people think about pageants, right? Well, right, but... It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like oh my God, you're making pageants look superficial. And it's like, well... You're yeah. fulfilling all the stereotypes of yes. what it is to be a pageant girl. Which I just think if you have this platform and you've spent eight years of your life doing pageants, wouldn't you want to, like... Be like, we're normal and look at all the great things. Well, I think she was trying to be that way when the cameras were. My thing with her is her voice. Yes. And it definitely changed noticeably. And when she was talking to Peter in that last scene there before they had the rose ceremony, she's like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. I don't know why anyone would say that about me. Let me, like, I was like, why are you talking like that? It was like some crystal talk from Ari season. Yes situation but at the same time I can't 
think that she is the only girl who says things like that and acts like this. So the fact that they they all just kind of like decided we hate Alea today and we never saw any of it leading up to this episode. Any well, bad thing we've seen about Alea has only been in this episode. Well, I think part of what happened was I think part of the issue is that Alea is clearly a lot of a personality. And I just think that Sydney was like, nope, I don't like this girl. And I think that clearly Sydney is just like, I'm just going to tell you everything. So Sydney, I think, just decided, like, I'm annoyed with this girl and then therefore kind of shown a spotlight on her. And it seems to be that with this group of girls, the second that there's, like, a weakness in someone, everyone kind of, like, pounces on it. Yes. Because they keep saying that they don't want the drama, but they are living for the drama. Yeah, they are. Every time you turn around, five girls are huddled around whispering about the right. latest thing. Which I get. Like, I would be right in there, give me the tea. Yeah. But if you really hate the drama that much, you all have more control over this than you're bleeding on. Sydney is now in a weird position where she's been rewarded mm-hmm. for, for whistleblowing. For whistleblowing, more or less. And, I do, and that's all I'm saying is that, like, there's clearly other girls who are acting this way. And I think Peter is rewarding her because he he likes knowing that. I mean, it's 2020 people. We know, and Peter knows, that there's going to be so many girls in this house that are not even really interested in him. And I do think he genuinely is very serious about finding someone. And he's now rewarding Sydney, but I don't think he really likes Sydney. I don't think there's, like, a spark there. I think it's literally him rewarding her for... Like, whistleblowing. Being a mole. And, like, is he going to... Is that going to continue? And then are more... Is Sydney just going to keep revealing more girls to stay? Because I don't think there's really a connection there. I see Sydney as almost having, like, friend-zoned herself. I feel like the girls who play the role of, listen, this is what's going on in the house, tend to either be, like, the evil, like, web swinger... I can't speak either. Spinners, which I don't really get from Sydney, or just like end up being the friend. Former bachelors have decided, oh, I don't have tolerance for drama. So they mistakenly eliminate the whistleblower. But I think Peter is being smart in that, like, he's keep not only is he keeping her around so that she will continue to tell him things, but he also kind of put her in a spot now, though, where all the girls now know that she is the one who's telling him things when he confronted all of the girls and said, Sydney said this. Um, Sydney, would you like to speak to what you just said? Right. Which no Bachelor has really, well, no Bachelor. I'm sure some have, but at least in the past few seasons, that was a pretty bold move by Peter, I thought. Yeah. I go back and forth on it because on the one hand, I think from his perspective, that made sense, right? If you're going to talk about people, you should be able to say it to their face and like cop up and say, yep, it was me. And I said that I feel this way about you and here's why. But the other time, it's like, oh my gosh, you just like put, put really put her on the spot and maybe put her in an uncomfortable situation. She seems to not care though. She seems to not care, and which reinforces the whole friend zoning thing because I think if Peter really cared for Sydney, like as a romantic partner, he wouldn't like put her in that situation and kind of expose her like that. But if they're just if they're buds and they're friends and like. Kind of doesn't care how she's gonna, how the other girls are going to react to her now. Right. Like he's kind of using her. I but she's up. okay with being used, I think, because maybe at this point, maybe at this point she senses, like, oh, it's definitely not me. Like, I'm not his wife. So this is a way to, like, well, stick she around does, and at least be relevant for a couple more episodes. She does make a good point where she says, you know, I see all these girls that you're clearly having close relationships with, and then I feel like we're close, and I just am nothing like them. So I'm just wondering, like, 
what's going on here. I feel like that's Which fair. Because it is hard to get a clear pulse on what Peter's type is. People named Hannah, pageant girls. Um, yeah. People from Alabama and the South. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think he likes like a, a sweet girl with a story and a fun personality. I think he's the kind of person who thinks he likes, like, like a Victoria P. Like, I think he thinks he should be with a Victoria P. Someone smart and strong and bold. But at the end of the day, he likes taking care of people and will go for, like, a Hannah Ann. Or an Alea before all of this had happened. Right. Like, he seemed to actually be pretty into Alea. He seems to be into everyone. Yeah. Every time I turn around, he's, he's saying... Uh, not even making out, because we knew the boy was going to make out. But telling these girls, I just feel such a strong connection with you. Mm-hmm. Sir, you feel a strong connection with all of them. Yeah, he said a lot of very I wish that he didn't say that stuff. To Victoria P. Yes. But then also said equally as intense things, like to Madison, within yeah. like a two-day span. And it's like, okay, he's like, yeah, I had the best first date with Victoria P. Oh, I had the best first date with Madison. It's like, all right, well, which one was it? And I get that you don't have to pick, but it's even in conversations with like, seemingly random girls where he'll be like oh the connection is just so strong and I'm like is it maybe he's just saying that though because that's what he doesn't know what else to say yeah that's what you're supposed to say when you're the bachelor I don't know my final thoughts on the Sydney and Alea drama was I really liked the part where she said do you work yeah, that was funny. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, no, she that. doesn't, and neither do any of you. Like, what? Again, it, it was all, like, I feel like all of the, these comments were targeted at Alea when it's like, all of you do this. Like, right. what What show is this? What are we watching? I don't know. But Alea does seem fake to me. For sure. And, and if not only, I'm sure they all have aspects of fake in them. I could see Alea just being like a generally annoying person in the house and Sydney just being like, okay, fuck this girl. Like, yes. I don't want her here anymore. Exactly. But yeah. What did you think about the premise of the whole group date, the pillow fighting? I questioned very often why Demi was even there. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I think she was maybe there for a total of four seconds. But even the way, so she shows up and she's like, I'm back, bitches. And it's like, okay, well, you really never left. So, like, I wasn't, like, missing you by any means, but sure. And then the fact that she was like, yeah, hey, Peter. Like, Peter means a lot to me. I'm like, have you guys ever met? In what circumstance would you have ever met Peter? I don't think you guys have ever spoken to each other. Well, I think they just run, they must run in similar circles or something. Yeah, but if, if Demi is Hannah's best friend, which, although... T, I'm starting to doubt how good of friends. Like, I think Demi was really good friends with Hannah when it, when Hannah was on Dancing with the Stars and Demi could sit front row at Dancing with the Stars and cheer her on. But recently, with all of this stuff of Hannah coming on Peter season and a lot of people saying mean things about Hannah, Demi has not said anything about it. Have so you I, looked? Yes. And so I do question. I'm like, okay, is she your best friend? And she's like literally getting plowed by just like mean moms in middle America and you're not here to stick up for your friend but you were you were right there front row dancing with the stars Demi like I don't know she just seems like she might have been best friends when it was convenient if I ever do that to you when you're famous you better drop me real fast and then so then when she was like oh hi Peter she was like acting as if Hannah and Peter had a real relationship outside of The Bachelor. Like, she was talking to Peter as if, as if like, I would talk to your boyfriend. It's like, yeah, we're friends, but, like, only because, like, you date my friend and, like, 
Yeah, you, like like it's not like he was on paradise. Like, sorry, him. Adam. If if you and Adam broke up, I'd probably never speak to Adam again. And why yeah. would I? But it's like a someone who used to date my friend type thing. But it's like Hannah and Peter never had an actual relationship where you would have been interacting with them, like the three of you. Right. Like in no world were Hannah. Peter and Demi ever like sitting at dinner together so why do you guys have this quote-unquote friendship I feel like they brought her back because I don't know what's going on with the budget maybe I don't know (laughs) but I I I was like okay I like Demi I like I like Demi I think I did until I thought she might be a fake friend to Hannah well, yeah, now I'm kind of rethinking things. I'm a little skeptical. But generally, mm-hmm. I like Demi. I enjoy her on TV. When she first came, when I, we first saw she was coming back, I was like, oh boy, here we go. But I thought that the way it actually played out on the date was fine. Because it was like she was yelling in the beginning, but it really wasn't about her. The, they did the pillow fighting thing, and it really wasn't about her. I mean, they had Fred Willard there. Sure. Which, how do they keep getting that guy on the show? He's always on the show. I don't know. Um, yeah, the actual date itself was fine to me. It didn't turn into the Demi show, so I was okay with it. I was yeah. like, this is fine. What I wasn't really all about was girls pillow fighting in lingerie. Yeah, I mean... Two of my highlights from that was, one, the moo-moo. I would have been like, give me the moo-moo, I will trade you. Because of what Kelly said, I don't really think anyone wants to see their attorney in lingerie. Or lingerie, as we're calling it. <laughs> lingerie. And you're right, Kelly, I don't think that they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but to me, I mean, it's interesting that you, like, caught that and, like, specifically wrote it down. Because to me, I was just like, oh, typical bachelor group date. Like, See, I identified with that moment of Kelly so much. Because obviously you watch something and you put yourself in its place. I could never do that. I would have to say, I can't wear this or I will never work again. That's like, true. If I ever want, you know, if this Instagram thing doesn't work out for me and I don't make it stay around for another few weeks, I actually have to go back to a job and I cannot wear lingerie on national television. <laughs> Aw, can't you though? And hit, and hit people with pillows. Would, would do you want to see your um, child's <laughs> elementary school teacher in lingerie know. on national television? Maybe. <laughs> I don't have a child or think so about I just, schools very often. I just related to Kelly in that moment and I was like, yeah, that's a rough one. No, for sure. I mean, to me it just seems like a typical bachelor date and it's not a good time, but it's like... And then when they got to the night portion of the date, Peter had said, he was like, yeah, sometimes it's just really fun to go back and do things from your childhood. Peter, <laughs> do you really think that this is what girls did at sleepovers in their childhood? It yes, is not. that is. That is what people think. Oh, okay. I was going to say so. I went to sleepovers. No, I've never actually had a pillow fight. Ever? Probably in my life. And where do Especially they... not one like that because whenever you see them on TV, it's the same way where like the feathers are flying everywhere. But if you actually start like hitting someone with a pillow, your pillows are broken if that has to happen. Yes. That's like a broken you need pillow. no pillows if that is happening to you. And also, pillows kind of hurt. Yeah, I was thinking about that. It was like, painful. Are they not... They were wearing mouth guards. Actively getting hurt. Oh, that makes sense. You could tell because it, it, their jaws like just looked like they were so protruding, and I was like, "Is that just the face she's making because she's in pain?" But I think they had things in their mouths. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah, none of that. I don't know. It's just one of those typical, yeah, early on group date things that don't mean anything. Another point for Kelly was when she straight up said, "Hey, Peter. Yeah, this facial hair is not working for me. Shave it." I liked that. 
I was like, yes, girl. Get yours. You're really into Kelly these days. Just that episode, I just, she had two lines, like the whole thing, but I liked what she said. She is surprising me because I thought she, I have thought she was going to be the one that all the girls didn't like, especially right. because, you know, she had met Peter before that I thought they were going to spin that to like, she has a target on her back and everyone's jealous of their like connection that they had already. And she was going to come off as the girl who's like. Ugh, I'm just like so chill. I don't get along with other girls. I only get along with guys. That was the vibe I was getting from her from the first episode, but she's seeming to not be like that at all in this episode. So I'm starting to be, I wouldn't say I particularly, she's done anything to make me like her, but I'm very neutral on her. I'm like, oh, she's going to be not annoying. Olay is going to be annoying. Who knew? I know. I didn't. So we get to the end of the date. Sydney gets the rose. We go back to the house. Mm. Chris Harrison comes in. Pool party, which you know is... Cam's fateful last day. <laughs> That's what I thought about when he said pool party. <laughs> and then starts the investigations, as yes. I call them. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the investigation segment. Which I, like, I know you said that you kind of were into him asking the girls, but I kind of wasn't really into that. Like, Peter, if you can't figure out for yourself that this girl is fake and not genuine, that's your problem. But don't waste everybody's time talking about one girl in the house. Well, no, I really disagree, though, because how would he find out? If she is someone who turns it on based on what's in front of her and she's turning it on for the cameras and she's turning it on and acting differently in front of Peter than she's acting in front of the girls, how else is he going to know? And I feel like this, this day and age... These bachelor, you pick someone and it could totally not be who you thought you were picking yeah. on the show, and you're getting engaged. It made me feel like Peter was really taking this seriously. And it's like, oh, you're not just on the show because you were like right. Hannah's third runner up and they just offered you to be on The Bachelor, so you're going to do it for opportunities. Like, you're actually trying to find someone here. I thought he was. I thought it showed he he was taking it really seriously. See, I thought he was taking it seriously the whole time, so I didn't need this to be convinced. I think what's frustrating me about Peter is, at this point, it's... I don't know if I think that he's too wishy-washy, or he's just, like, putting a lot on this girl when you have... So many people here. Like, if we were down to the final five, and right. they think that's like when point. they came up for Colton about Cassie, I understand why Colton freaked out because at that point, we were down to what, like six mm-hmm. or six, seven girls. He knew that Cassie was like one of the ones that he liked the most. He knew she was going to be probably the one in the end, yeah. if not final two, whatever. For him, like, I get that that's like totally world rocking to hear that stuff about the girl who you're like, yes, this is my number one. But Peter is not at a point, or at least from my outside perspective, obviously I'm not him, where he should be like this devastated about. To me, I would almost yeah. think you should look at it as great, easy one to get rid of. Goodbye. Right. Especially because we've been saying, yeah, like, Alea, you weren't his wife. Like, it doesn't matter how many more weeks you You have so many girls. You got to come up with some reasons to get rid of some if you feel so close to so many of them. So here's a reason. Goodbye. Yeah. That, I mean. I agree. I agree That's kind of how I think he should be handling it. If you're concerned about it and you're worried about it, just let her go. But I think that he's so in his head and overthinking because he is so scared about messing it up that he's like, way 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 overthinking which is why I also think that we see so many people make mistakes on the show because they don't listen to their gut and they right. they're they way 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 overthink whereas For prob- sure. probably if Ari had listened to his gut from the get-go he would have he would have just picked Lauren he would have yes. just picked Lauren and then there's always that constant pressure of like oh what are people going to think of me if I pick this person yes but I guess at the end of the day you can't help 
who you who you like. I'm talking in Ari's sense of like why it's like all right, well he went for Lauren and he he kept telling himself no, but like I should pick someone like Becca. Yes, because I think that that's what the lead gets into. It's almost like there's so many choices, and then they also have to weigh that thing of. Am I going to go with the person that I would normally in my life go for? Right. Or am I going to go with somebody totally different and new to me and, like, take a chance on that? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's where Hannah went wrong. Like, she went with somebody who felt safe and comfortable for her. We don't have to belabor that whole conversation again. But it's just a similar thing. So I worry for Peter. Like, is he in his head too much well he's saying that his head's telling him one thing his heart's telling him another I don't know is he like over I'm sh- I think he is overthinking and I think it's only gonna get worse <laughs> as yes. it is like if this is how he's acting over a week three elimination exactly like, sir right so I think I watched and I was like oh god what are we in for here? yeah I felt like in this episode overall a lot of it felt very a lot of like the plot lines the drama just felt so fabricated that I'm just like why do I care about any of this even this whole thing with Alea it's like we know he's not gonna pick her like why are we why are you wasting my time right don't waste my time with champagne gate don't waste my time with pillow fights like I need to get down to the the nitty-gritty of the actual girls that are I I get that that's the show and See, I don't... You have to spend time before... I right. Know. I don't mind the drama, but I need their... First of all, I need the episodes to be one hour. Why are they two hours long? <laughs> um, so that's the first problem. They need to cut the drama in half. Some of the things that Alea said were very funny to watch, right? Her, like, peace out, future Mrs. Weber. That was a funny clip. Mm-hmm. Her whole opinions and facts thing was funny. Yeah. But I watched her for 20 minutes say the same thing over and over and over again. Like they're almost dragging it out. Like I feel like production is trying too hard. Yes. I I 100% agree with if that. If you don't have it, give us an hour long episode. I mean, I know obviously advertisers and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Which kind of feels like what they're doing is just like stretching and putting more stupid plot lines in. Yes, to make it to two hours because I think from what I've seen in previews that like the majority of the actual drama of the season is not going to happen until like the very, 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 very end. Which is how it always goes, but stop pretending that you have two hours worth of an episode when you don't. Or give us like an hour episode or when you cut it all down to it, give us an hour episode and then let the last part like be interview Peter about what we've seen so far. What were you thinking? Blah, blah, blah. Give right. us a live in the moment. I don't know. Get creative with it. But stop insulting our intelligence by making us watch <laughs> these girls say the same thing 500 times. Did you mean to use insult my intelligence in the same way like John Paul Jones goes, don't insult my intelligence, Derek? Well, I'm pretty paradise. sure that that's the only reason why that phrase is in my brain, so. True, 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 true. Oh, but it wasn't intentional. It was just naturally in your vocabulary. Yeah, it just popped out. I didn't write that down. Do you want to check my notes? No. I don't need to flip through your notepad of handwritten <laughs> notes I don't know what I'm going to do when I run out of paper on this. So that really brings us to the end of the episode. We get to listen about Alea a lot. We get a yeah. small snippet of how much he loves Madison. I hate Madison. Which... I don't. I feel neutral about Madison because we haven't seen her do anything, right? And so we're with all this filler content. That's that's yes. my thing. Is like the episode just felt like filler. Yes. My friend said um, she was like, my issue with him and Madison is that it's just them like canoodling with each other and being mm-hmm. like, our date was so great, our date was so great. Madison actually has a really cool job. I'd love to hear about her job. Tell me about your foster care parent recruiting. I'm fascinated by that. Right. I know that there is depth and substance to you somewhere in there. 
there's more than just this pretty brown hair and like this framed photograph mm-hmm. situation. So like, can we, could we see it or are we just saving it for our next one-on-one? Do you I think don't save conversations? Yes, I do think they 100% think they do. do. And too. I think they plan when it's time to like share specific things about themselves. So maybe Madison is sharing or waiting to save. Why can I not speak? Waiting to share about whatever her job is and why it means so much to her. But they already had a one-on-one, which is kind of... But I don't know. Is she thinking like, okay, the first one-on-one, I just met him. That's too early. I got to save something so I have something to talk about myself when I make it to this round. I do think they strategically plan when to have like bigger, more substantive... Substantive? Is that a word? Substantive. Substantive. Lingering. 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 Fanasco. Fanasco. But I, I do think that's actually a real thing that, that everyone does. Let us know your thoughts. Well, because it, it does kind of make sense. You can't just jump on someone first time you're ever, ever meeting them and being and like telling them your sob story. Like You have to pick your moments. You can't, but then you also have to keep in mind that this may be the last time you ever talk to them. You're only going to have so much time with them. So if you have things about yourself that are important that make you who you are, you have to get those things out. And you know what? I think someone who learned that lesson the hard way was Cam from Lassie. Because he yes. was saying, he's like, look, like, I haven't had much time. I might go home. I need to tell Hannah these things that are like so formative about me and my personality. But he picked the wrong Pool party. Pick the wrong pool party. Don't do it at a pool party, Cam. Yeah. Pool parties are only for investigations. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So then Peter struggles over whether to send a lamb, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But the real drama there was... McKenna! <laughs> Why? I don't know. What? The poor girl didn't even get to talk to him. Especially, like, considering some of the girls that he did pick earlier on. Like, I don't think McKenna is even a top four person, but no. she's someone who has something to say when the camera's on her in her in-the-moment interviews. Like, I, and she had a decent enough connection with Peter that I think he right. wouldn't mind keeping her around a little bit. And the fact that she was on the chopping block, I was literally sitting at this restaurant, like, being like, oh, my God, McKenna. And then he says McKenna. And I'm like, yeah, this girl's safe. But what the heck? I kind of, okay, so the only theory that I came up with for She's it. She's young. No, was not that she was actually on the chopping block, but they took a look at all of it and said, okay, who's going to give us the best in the moment for being the last one? McKenna will. Maybe. You know, like, because here's what I was also thinking about. In the moment, she's standing there being last, not sure if she's called. She's not doing her in the moment. So that's either before happening before or after. So maybe right. they looked at it and said, okay, what are, like, what are some things you would say if you were the last girl? I don't know how they asked them. I'd love to know. Sure. But, like, what are some things you'd say if you were the last girl or do you think he's going to pick you? And they're like, oh, we can splice enough together with this to make it dramatic, make her last. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. Like, because that was weird that she was the last one. Normally it would have been, like, Alea and Sydney, but Sydney already have, had the rose. Right. Well, I think what is also interesting, too, is that that last rose got removed that was supposed to go to Alea. So actually McKenna would have been second to last, which I think is probably still stressful, but not as stressful. But in them, rem- mm. but in him, what he did though, is he didn't give the rose, he didn't say, oh, I have two roses left. Okay, I pick McKenna and then like someone else who I kind of like, but was on the fence about. It literally was like, no, I want none of you that I didn't pick. And then I de- also am not picking Alea. But it, it wasn't, it's weird to me that it was like, oh, no, we're removing this rose as opposed to him just, like, picking another random girl 
to keep around for a week. Right. May I suggest Sarah, who you've not talked to <laughs> once, but is so stinking adorable and sweet. I know. But that's what makes me think, I don't know, Peter's really serious about this. And he he knew it wasn't Sarah whether, like, Alea was there or not. Like, th- like, it was just, no, Sarah, I'm done with you. I don't need any more from you. Thank you. Well, that was rude, and it really hurt my bracket. I did not do well. Oh, I didn't check how I did on my bracket. Um, I will do that after we stop recording this. I'm like um, in sixth place now. I think you actually did really well because you're well. You're still in last because you missed a whole week. Right, right, right. But it bumped you up a good amount. Good. So if I just keep that consistency, going. you might find your way back. If I keep blowing it, ruined for people like Sarah. So what? What the heck? I thought she was a safe go. I was like, she's so I cute. She'll slide through another week. No, we haven't seen anything from her. She never speaks. Well, yeah. I'm sure she actually does speak. We just did not see the footage. And then Alexa, I thought Alexa would stay around. Yeah. Hate to see it. But also, I need them to start making the group smaller so I can finally start remembering everyone's names. That is very fair. And then that was the end. That was the rose ceremony. And then we got a little preview of next week. Alea comes back. Alea comes back. They're making it look like the girls are going to get up and leave and unionize, which I'm about. Like <laughs> We love unionization. We, are, we love unions. We support unions here. <laughs> we both do, actually. We're both. Are we're you both, in a teacher's union? Of course. Uh, oh, my God. We're both union members. So I think that's what these girls need to do. They need to say, Peter, we're done with this. When you treat us with respect, we will come back. Right. Um, and then the big drama seems like it's going to be the Chase Rice, Victoria F. date. Which, once again, this girl acting like she does, she's, <laughs> oh, these girls are so pretty and I'm so insecure. And you dated a country music star? Get out! Yeah. She strikes again. That's another strike against her. I still think she's Final Four material. I think that she may be Final Four material at this point. Again, again, because Peter thinks he's... He should be with a Victoria P, but he really is goes for the Victoria F's, who he can be like, it's okay, I'm a yeah. strong man. Like She's Victoria F. a lot of vulnerability. Yeah. Yes, that's true. So, all right. I just want to do a little bit of a segue here. So before we finish up our episode, me and Erin, we sat down yesterday with Corinne. She hopped on a phone call with us and talked about her time on the show and kind of how she feels that she's been portrayed. I think it was a short but sweet, very interesting conversation that we had with her. So let's segue into that and then we will do our closing statements. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Some of you guys know I recently moved from LA to New York and so I got a new job and with that comes new health insurance and so I've been struggling the past few weeks now that I'm in a new city. It's time to get better help. BetterHelp is therapy on your schedule. It's an online website where you can go right now to start communicating with a counselor. So go to BetterHelp.com and start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash believe, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. There's a special offer for our Bachelor Blab listeners to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash believe. Remember, believe, B-L-E-A-V.
just just covering projects, really. So mm-hmm. it's been really nice to focus on me and focus on my next chapter in life. And I have a new boyfriend, so that's really I did see that on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, um, I have to do stand-up now. Wait, what? That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. So I've been really focusing on um, my stand-up acts, and I'm going on tour um, in spring. Wait, that's, wait, that's super. So what kind of stuff do you talk about in your stand-up acts? So I talk about being an influencer. I talk about my family. I talk about dating. Um, Does Raquel make an appearance in the stand-up act? Uh, in the stand-up act? No. No, no. Well, obviously, but, like, you talk about her or, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of other, like, funny tidbits that we know about you from the show about your family. No, I don't. I don't talk about Raquel, actually. Maybe in the future I will. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't talk about her just yet. What made you decide that you wanted to do stand-up? Um, well, I love making people laugh, and um, I've always had a comedic background. Um, and everyone was telling me to do stand-up for so long, and I finally just decided to give it a try, and I did really well. And so it boosted my confidence and made me want to do more and more, and now I have an agent to go on tour, and it's going to be really fun. You might have said this already, but where do you, where are you going on tour? Because I want to come see you now. <laughs> well, I'm going to start in some cities outside of L.A., and then okay. I'm going to work my way out um, to some major cities, maybe like Boston and Dallas and Chicago. Is New York on that list? <laughs> That's where we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. New York, New York, definitely New York. That's super exciting. So I obviously, I mean, you know the game. I have to ask you about some Bachelor Nation things that are going on. I know, um, so you and Rachel have always been incredibly close friends. Um, You've mentioned that in interviews in the past. Do you happen to know anything that has been going on with the feud between Rachel and Raven. Yeah, I do. But obviously, I can't say. You know that. <laughs> okay, I know. I, I had to ask. It's my job. I'm sorry. Of course. Of course. Um, I also yeah. Have, so, you, so you do know. So there's a very substantial, concrete thing that happened. Yeah. Okay. I won't, I won't push it anymore. We're done with that conversation. Um, I also wanted to ask what you think about Nick Vile now. I know you're on Nick's season, obviously. Um, and yeah. you, you actually seemed going back whenever I do like think about that season I always think that you guys would have actually like now that I see how Nick is now and I'm like oh I think actually him and Corinne would have been cute together do you think that what do you think about him now because he I feel like his personality now is so different from how it was when he was on the show I that's such like a hard question. So I know. When I was, when I was no, 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 it's fine. I, I, I like challenges. <laughs> but um, when I was on the show, I feel like Nick was still kind of in his like, because like I don't know if you guys noticed this, but every season when the Bachelor is hired, they're this really cool, humble, sweet guy. And mm-hmm. then when the season starts by episode three, they're like, I'm the fucking Bachelor, and I'm the fucking shit, and that's it, and and, and that's that, and. They change, and it happens to all of them. And, like, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, as noticeable to everybody else, but it definitely is noticeable to us girls, and it definitely changes the attitude. 
So when I you, was on the season okay. with Nick, I, I, him and I got along really, really well on the show. Um, mm-hmm. um, we went through, like, a little bit of, like, a love-hate relationship after the show. Um, okay. I'm not sure. I think he's, like, mad at me right now for something. Probably something <laughs> I said. I'm not sure. But, yeah, he, he's, yeah, well, he'll he be, like, be super like friendly someone. sometimes. And then he'll be, like, super unfriendly other times. So it's just kind of, like, I don't know. I feel like Nick got a little bit fake-headed toward the end of the season. Um, yeah. But then he also really had my back after the season, like, when everybody was hating on me. But then he would, like, say nice things about me and then say mean things about me. So it's just, like, I don't know where he really stands. But um, I think as of right now, I think, I don't know. I don't really know him right now, so I don't know. I think him and Demi are getting along, which I read on Reddit that because he's so close <laughs> with Demi that people think that um, he really should have ended up with me in the end because he's, like, with Demi now or something like that. I don't know. But people people are – Right. I mean, well, that was – I mean, that was a little bit – I mean, you have to see there are – like, do you think there's similarities between you and Demi? Because – I mean, what's, I, what's I kind of, okay, I, I think you're funnier. <laughs> I, I don't. I think, was she trying to be the Corinne of the season? Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I literally have confirmation that they were looking for another Corinne after I left the show oh. from production. Wow. And so I think they were pushing, I mean, like, when she came down in the bathrobe and opened the champagne, like, people were like, oh, she's doing the Corinne. I mean, mm-hmm. Right. It's like there's certain things that are just that I did that's like Yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. And I think it was very much if you were to take like a Corinne playbook of kind of how you acted on the bachelor, they tried to definitely duplicate those moments with Jeff. And it was um, almost embarrassing, like change it up a little bit if you don't want people to oh, know. For sure. like, no, I think it was very what they were trying to do. What I was gonna say before is that I think Nick and this is just based on me being like a total outside viewer and someone who sometimes listens to his podcast. I think he sometimes, <laughs> sometimes listens to his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't look at me. Um, I think that he sometimes takes himself a little too seriously, and that sometimes when he, like, like you were saying, how he sometimes like having your back and super positive about you, and then sometimes like throw shade or says something mean because he thinks he's yeah it's like I can't get above all of it yeah right but it's interesting to me that then he would go be so close with someone like Demi because you guys did have such similar like they tried to portray you guys in such similar light so it's like what what do you think the appeal is there for them to close friends or more I don't know what's going on there but um, like, why do you think he was drawn to her then? Because he's popular, like, to get more clout? I mean, I'm sorry if this is, like, putting you on the spot. I don't want you no, to No, it's fine. I just, I, I just, like, I've, no, I mean, you have to understand, like, this is also something that, like, also is, like, kind of unspoken about, but the Bachelor Nation cattiness, like, in the family, like, the, mm-hmm. like, the, the fighting and the cattiness and the comments that everyone says about everyone on podcasts or in magazines or online or on Instagram, like it becomes actual like drama within our bachelor nation community. So I'm trying to just be careful. 
on what I say now. No, I understand that. Honestly, like, yeah, I don't, I I mean, honestly, I think a lot of people get close to new contestants just for clout and to keep growing their following. I personally don't take part in that. And I, I, like, if I, like, you know, I mean, I'm sure you follow me on Instagram or have seen my, at least videos in the past where I like throw shade on everyone. Like if I think you're phony and I don't like you, I'm going to fucking say it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think like a lot of like, I don't know. I just think the season is really boring. That's why I haven't even really been watching. Well, we were just saying the same thing when we were recording a recap of the episode. We were saying too. A I lot mean, of people think that though. A lot of people are like, I turned it off. I turned it off. Like, Well, that's it's ha- hard to podcast about a season of nothing, really. Well, yes, we were struggling today. <laughs> but it's kind of interesting you say that, oh, they're looking for the next Demi and they're trying to create these moments that are duplicating what has happened in no, the past. No, 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 no. They're looking oh, for the sorry. next Corinne. Always. Yes, <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. That was a, a slip of the tongue. I did not mean to say that. But okay. all around, Don't let it happen okay. again. <laughs> no, but I think, and that's why we're, we've been so frustrated trying to recap this season because it all just feels like listen to what manipulated. I will drama. tell you what the problem is. I will tell you what the okay, problem is. The problem us, is friend. is that all the seasons before mine, it was like <laughs> old school Bachelor. And that was great. It got a little bit old. I came in and I changed the whole thing. Basically, I was like, that's why people hated me at first. I was a different kind of character. They didn't know whether to love me. They didn't know whether to hate me. They were like, what the fuck is going on? Why is she so like, this is not traditional. Like, what's happening? Then after that, they tried to carry on my legacy because it worked so well toward the end. And it's just ruining everything. So now it's like we don't even have the best of the Bachelor anymore. And they're, tr- they're just trying too hard to make it, like, funny. And it's like, it's almost like you should just go, like, you can't force a Corinne situation. You have to just either, like, do the Bachelor the way, it, like, the Bachelor was when it was, like, romantic and not just, like, young girls trying to become influencers on Instagram. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is what we ha- we've been so this, the too. show in general just has changed so much. So it's like, it's not even like true Bachelor fans are getting what they want when they watch the show anymore. No, and that's definitely the feedback that I hear from people who are like older viewers who watch The Bachelor is that they're like, what am I supposed to do with with this? It's so unfamiliar. It's not the TV show that they originally signed up for. And it's yeah. not coming across as genuine in the way that it did on your season where it was like, okay, this is actually like, this is actually how this girl is. Like nobody is forcing her or editing this to try to make us like buy into drama that isn't legitimate. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else that you want to talk about or plug before we let you go? I just, I'm really appreciative of your time and I'm like so thankful that you took the time to chat with us. Oh my God, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. Anything else you want to plug besides your stand up? Because I'm actually very excited about this. And we'll be Yay! <laughs> well, I'll definitely, I'll definitely let you guys know when I'm going to be in New York and nothing I can really talk about right now, but there's a lot of big projects coming toward the end of the year and I'm really excited. So so follow me on Instagram at the Olympias to keep up with everything. Okay. Yay. Thank awesome. you so much, Corinne. Have a Thank great rest you. of your day. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Okay. And now it is time for the rose and the thorn. Do, 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 do.
Beautiful. Okay, do you want to go first or should I? Um, you can go. Okay, my thorn is to the Bachelor producers. Mm. Or more specifically, I think the people in the editing room for trying to... Insult our intelligence, Derek. Insult our intelligence, Derek, because this episode was filler content. And I just, I I don't need to be wasting my Monday nights like that. And my rose goes to McKenna. Back for another week. You thought you could take her away, but she's here, people. I don't even know why I like her so much. I've just, like, decided she's my favorite. I think she's funny, and she is here for it. Also, why I think I like her so much is First off, she's like 22. She's the youngest one there. And I respect the fact that in no way is she like taking herself that seriously or her relationship with Peter that seriously. Like I think she likes him and enjoys spending time with him. And I think he likes her and enjoys spending time with her. But we all know that's kind of where it ends and she'll just be like a top eight, top six if she's lucky. And she's just playing it for what it is and not trying to make it anything else. And I love my girl McKenna. Right. Um, my thorn, somebody had to give it, is to Alea. Mm, yeah. Because oh, mostly so obvious. I know, but it's just mostly her voice. Yeah. Is the problem. <laughs> I don't need anyone to say hi like that. Like that <laughs> is too much. I told you everything about girls with low voices are chill, which means girls with high voices it's too much. Yeah. And that's not your normal voice. So like people who are stuck with a voice that's that high, I get it. Like you gotta do you, but you're turning this on. And then my rose you're going to be like, who is this? Goes to Kiara. <laughs> Kiara is Lingery. One, because of Lingery. But two, because of um, her, her cover Twitter photo. cover photo, which is um, she has Photoshopped herself into the cast photo where all the girls are standing around Peter, and it's just her, like, 30 <laughs> that times. That is pretty funny. I do think that's hilarious. And that is what I really live to see. People who don't take themselves too seriously and are having fun with it. That's what I was going to say is I think there's a common theme in both of our roses is that we're here for the girls that can at least just acknowledge like, yeah, LOL, I'm on The Bachelor and are just taking it for what yes. it is and not trying to do too much, not trying to fake a persona at Alea, not trying to make more drama over a miscommunication that it spans for like seven episodes at Kelsey. It's just like... Just be there, have fun with it. It's a once in a lifetime experience to tell your children, LOL, one time I was on this TV show. So that's our advice from yes. two girls who have never been on the show um, of how you yes. should do a better job of being on the show. So take that note <laughs> and do better the next episode. Exactly. Um, we're experts, obviously. And slide into our DMs. Slide into the DMs. At Bachelor Blab. At Bachelor Blab. And... Follow, oh, and follow us on Instagram. More importantly, follow us on the Bachelor Blab Instagram. But also, if you want to follow me on my Instagram at Jackie underscore, I wouldn't be opposed. You don't even bother. And don't follow Erin. See you next She'll week. She'll deny you. Bye. <laughs> 2020, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. 
It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.